You are listening to So You Want to Read Tolkien, a podcast that goes through each of J.R.R. Tolkien's main works, chapter by chapter, and discusses them in a most ridiculous manner. One does not simply walk into Mordor. I would cut off your head, dwarf, if it stood but a little higher from the ground. We've had one, yes. What about second breakfast? Yeah, Till at last I threw down my enemy and smote his ruin upon the mountainside. What's happening out there? Shall I describe it to you? Or would you like me to find you a box? Now, don't be hasty, Master Miriado. Is this new devil right? Hello and welcome to So You Want to Read Tolkien. Today we are discussing uh, Return of the King, Book 5, Chapter 9, The Last Debate. You know what this means? One more chapter until we get back to my boy Frodo. Uh, I'm Caitlin and I'm I'm just really fucking sick of my house. I'm like really fucking sick of my house. Like, I know this is nothing new, and I'm sure everyone out there is. But god damn, but I'm you've hit sick the wall. of my house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And yet, I-, I do not feel secure enough to go anywhere else. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm Rachel, and um, I really want to buy a sword. I found out that you can buy them on Etsy for not nearly as much as I thought they would cost, and now the temptation is killing me. You could this mount is, it over your future fireplace. This is interesting because I feel like I wouldn't have thought. You thought she already had a sword? Well, yes. That <laughs> you were probably approaching the time in your life when you would look at your sword and go, why do I need a sword? <laughs> but actually. Quite the opposite. You're at the opposite end of the spectrum. I, I, have, I have the plastic sword that has served me well. It's a pretty decent plastic sword. And I've been looking at it and going, man, I just need a real one. Like an adult. Like, She's used that plastic sword quite a lot recently, so, you know. I see. You need, like, a good theater prop. And just something to have for when I need to feel secure in my masculinity. Burglars. Right, of course, yes. Stop burglars. I'm Emmy, and I spent so much time outside today that I think I honestly sunburned my brain. If that's a thing that, you know, people can do. As someone who just talked about how sick they are of their house, I hate you a little bit. I know. Listen, I'm not, I know that I'm blessed to have a yard, to have a really large yard with a vegetable garden in it, but I spent too much time outside today and I uh, am very sunburned. All right. So the characters this week are Legolas, who thinks Minas Tirith is lacking in trees and flowers. Gimli, who thinks Minas Tirith has some really shoddy stonework. Uh, Mary is there, but did he even say anything in this chapter? He's healing, okay? He was just sort of hanging. <laughs> I think cool. they. I think he comments on the sun at some point. Ah, <laughs> I genuinely couldn't tell you. Uh, Pippin just wants this war to be done already. I don't know about this joke if I should make it or not, but I'm doing it. Uh, in the second half of the chapter, we have Aragorn, who is still not king. Uh, Gandalf thinks they should all sacrifice themselves for funsies. Imrahil, who doesn't really believe that Aragorn is still not king. Uh, Aramur is now king of a much smaller army than his uncle was. And and uh, Elro here, who came here to fight Sauron, and by God, he is going to fight Sauron. Not like personally. You know what I'm saying. I mean, I think he would <laughs> if he could. 
Yeah, that's fair. Very, very probably. Um, our short summary. So in this chapter, Legolas and Gimli reunite with Merry and Pippin and like they discuss their feelings. Aragorn, Gandalf, and the others all decide on their strategy going forward. There's a lot of talking in this chapter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it a talky of, chapter, um, guys. I was going to say, it's one of Tolkien's chapters where everything stops and they talk it all out. Yep. Especially talking about things that have already happened. Although we got an answer about our ghost question. So that was nice. Yep. Uh, so yeah, um, the long version. Uh, Legolas and Gimli, our best boyfriends, decide to go visit Merry and Pippin up in the city. Uh, Legolas sings along as they walk up the city and Gimli criticizes their stonemasonry. That's like their relationship in a nutshell, right? I Legolas loved this singing. opening because it was like, <laughs> exactly. It was yeah. like, oh, these these would be the tropes. This is the chapter that firmly established their characters. Like, they've always had characters, but in this one, you see every aspect of their personality in three pages. Yeah. And I love it because it's like the we get them away from the others for like, you know, I want to say the first time, but, you know. It might actually basically. be. It might be the first time that they're like talking and hanging out. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, Not they did it they off are, page elsewhere, but... but yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. That they are um, for us. Right. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Gimli says that when Aragorn is king, he'll offer him stone rites of the mountain. And Legolas says they need more gardens and correspondingly promises birds and trees from the forest. So uh, we got some... I like this idea. Sorry. You, you, you go, your joke. I'd say, we got some uh, public works projects, Middle Earth style. I really, really, really love this opening because Gimli says, when Aragorn comes into his own, I shall offer him the service of the stone rites of the mountain. And then Legolas is saying, you know, um, if Aragorn comes into his own, <laughs> the people of the wood shall bring him birds that sing. And I was like, wow, glass half full, glass half empty people right here. <laughs> I just like this idea that Legolas is going to get a box, put some birds in it. <laughs> Bring the special birds to Minas He's going to bring special birds. And hope they stay there in the box. With the trees that never die. They're migratory swallows. Yes, of course. (laughs) Um, Look, he's a, you know, Disney prince elf. If anyone can coax some birds south of ways, it's probably him. Which they firmly establish that in this chapter when they describe him walking and singing through town with his beautiful braids. And then there's Gimli, who's like, I think they use the word stalking next to him. (laughs) (laughs) He's just like stomping around. I love this idea of them and their best, best friend slash (laughs) loverness. Yep. However you feel about it, like whichever way of the line, nope, whichever side of the line you fall on. It's still just great how yeah. different yet fabulous they are. Yeah, it is. Uh, so yeah, they uh, they walking up the city, come upon Prince Imrahil, and uh, Legolas uh, sort of validates that whole uh, the people of Gondor are just special because they have elf blood thing that we've been hearing. Because um, he's like, ah, I can still see the elf blood in you, Imrahil. Uh, this is actually not that. Well, maybe. Well, nobody what? knows. I mean, so, it's it's Nimrodel and not the other elves, but still. So, oh my god, I have the actual line here somewhere. I put it, okay, here it is. Mm-mm-mm. At length they came to Prince Imrahil, and Legolas looked at him and bowed low, for he saw that here indeed was one who had elven blood in his veins. Uh, and then he says, Hail Lord, 
It is long since the people of Nimrodel left the woodlands of Lorien, and yet still one may see that not all sailed from Amroth's haven west over water. Now, we have previously discussed Nimrodel and the river that is named after her in Lorien. She was like an elf who lived in, in Lorien mm-hmm. previous to Galadriel showing up and being like, this is my kingdom, bitch. Um, as, cause that's how Galadriel talks. Um, <laughs> and then there was like this tragic thing where she and this dude, who I guess she was in love with, and some of their other followers or friends, I don't know, left. But then they got separated and the dude got on their boat to wait. But then there was a storm and he was like taken out to sea. So he jumped off of his boat to get back because she wasn't there yet. And Amroth? then he drowned. Yeah, Amroth. But then, and like at this time, Nimrodel was just hanging out by a river. Yep. But anyways, eventually <laughs> she tried to nymph. go. Yes. She tried to go find him and he was not there. And then nobody knows what happened to her. So a lot of people think that this implies that one of the elves of their group stayed behind in uh, Dol Amroth and, um, you know, had kids and stuff with a human. Except that Tolkien has also said elsewhere that there are only three times that a human and an elf had kids, and we know all of them, Baron and Luthien, Tuor and Idril, and Aragorn and Arwen. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> so, shrug? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe they just don't talk about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a so secret I, from everyone, even Tolkien. Yeah. <laughs> he yep. kept it a secret from himself. Uh so yeah, nobody's 100% sure about what went on there. It's from what I could find. One of those things that Tolkien hadn't made up his mind on, and then he died. Well, That's rough. Anyway, magic blood. <laughs> <laughs> you can see yourselves in someone else, I guess. It's like, oh, we have the same hair color. Or maybe he braids his hair really nicely, and Legolas was like, this must be an elf. He's got great <laughs> braids. I mean, also just as likely. <laughs> um... My favorite thing about this interaction is that Imrahil is basically just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> sure. He's <laughs> like, but what do you want? <laughs> I, like, I don't care. <laughs> he's been steward for one day and already he's like, fuck all these people. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, so, you know, uh, Legolas and Gimli say they want to see their friends. Um, Imrahil offers to take them to the Houses of Healing, but Legolas tells him to grab Aemir and go hold counsel with Aragorn and Gandalf outside the city. Aragorn still won't go in, so go out to the tent. <laughs> Honestly, I remembered this bit so well. I had it in my head that even the Houses of Healing they set up outside the city, but which mm. was obviously incorrect, because I just remembered so strongly about Aragorn not going into the city that when I saw it in the movie that he just that they had the council in the fucking throne room... I was like, (laughs) that was one of the times where I was almost very affronted about the changes. Obviously, it makes no difference whatsoever in the movie, but I was, I just very vividly remember being like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. Who made this choice? Yeah. I love like random things that just like stuck, you know, stick with you from the books and then you, you know, get caught out by them. Yeah. That really don't matter whatsoever, especially in like the slightly different story the movie is told. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, can you imagine the movie trying to explain? Like, yeah. <laughs> he goes no, in to I, heal people. Also, also being like, no, I just don't want to go into the city. Well, this character who is a, doesn't exist in the movie is there yeah. instead. <laughs> so yeah. Um, <laughs> after all this, uh, Legolas and Gimli get existential for a bit, really randomly. 
they are like commenting on how Gondor must have been quite glorious in its heyday, but uh, even even as it's like falling apart, their works will still outlast Legolas and Gimli. Uh, but also, all that's left are might have beens. It was it was really existential and weird. This is also okay. So I have got two things about this bit because. A, okay, you know what? I see you have a bit about that later. I'll talk about it then. So just one thing about this bit. So Lego says something about how, uh, you know, man will last and the things that they've made will last and blah, 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 blah. And I don't understand. Like, this is something that I think we've heard before from the elves that like, you know, their time is over. It is time for man being humans. It is time for the humans. But why? <laughs> like, why do they all feel this way? Why do these immortal beings who allegedly are have more like art and education mm, than humans and all those sorts of things are still like, nah, we're just wasting away. I really hated that. Because you know, like, Tolkien was a human? No, okay, well, <laughs> sure. But, and I get that, and I get the whole thing about the three elven rings and all that sort of thing and blah, 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 blah. But even, bef- I don't know, it just sort of seems weird that even the elves who never who are who did not see the undying lands still long for them even like elves that are not even descended from elves that saw the undying lands are still like oh man the sea man it calls me really gotta go there i really gotta go there yeah bro we got super fatalist it and, and like how they're they're just like yeah we're just gonna leave because men are gonna take over every anyway and we want to be in valinor and i don't get it yeah I it didn't really make sense to me except for the fact that Tolkien was attempting to write them off stage. Like this was one of those moments where you just very much saw the author being like the age of men is here they are the most important don't worry about the elves everyone else is is going to die. <laughs> was... I get that but like if you read the Silmarillion he thought yeah. the elves were super important and they were back then. I guess I don't I mean it was just I felt it was really dissonant for the rest of the book especially since there's so much focus on like we're a fellowship mm-hmm. you know we're all contributing something and then it was like no 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 the the men are gonna be here to last the rest of you goodbye so i don't know it was a very hand of the author moment for me but it it's not just this moment like it comes up in other places in the story and i just don't get it I guess it comes up in other places in the story but i've never seen it addressed with such finality from a character that like mm it was unnecessary like it didn't add anything to their character or their story except it's like man i really gotta go and it's like yeah. what legolas we've still got we've still got half a book here and in like the grand scheme of elves legolas isn't even that old so like yeah. i don't i don't see why the ennui of middle earth is affecting him so he just made his best friend yeah slash on, lover it's been like <laughs> two weeks oh my god it has yeah <sighs> That's another thing that I don't get. Like, there's this fellowship. I mean, besides Bormir, because he's dead. <laughs> and they just, like, they got this these new friendships from, like, completely different cultures. How are they not interested to stick around and see these other cultures? I would right? be. Imagine the like, cultural exchange. Imagine inviting people over for dinner and being invited over for dinner and being like, ooh, after... I don't know how old Wait, what's, is. What's that Hundreds like, being possibly... able to go talk to people and have dinner with them? <laughs> oh, yeah, Jesus. But also, like, um, having something new happen to you after hundreds or possibly thousands of years. I forget how old Legolas is. You know, like, oh, I've never had dinner in a hobbit house. There's right. so much butter in everything. 
I assume, because they're like English. <laughs> probably. Their ceilings are so short. That probably yeah. would have been predictable. I just don't um, get it. Legolas is, Legolas is 2,931 years old. I said hundreds <laughs> or thousands. What? <laughs> okay, maybe that's... He's- I can kind of understand some ennui, but he's got his new friends and he can have new things happen now. He's not like And also he's making plans for the future. Yeah. He's got to get a box and go catch a bunch of birds. Exactly. And then walk them all the way across Middle Earth again. That's going to be hilarious because you know Gimli's going to watch and not help at all. He's just going to sit there and laugh. I wouldn't help. (laughs) I would also just point and laugh. Yep. You're the Gimli in the... uh... (laughs) Yeah, that's mm, fair. Okay, sorry, sorry, Rachel. <laughs> no, I don't know. So yeah, after after that existential crisis, um, number one, existential crisis number one, uh, they go hang out with Merry and Pippin for a while, uh, and as they sit looking out from the city, uh, Legolas sees gulls flying, and they tear at his heart. For now, he feels the sea longing. Yeah, what the hell? This yeah. is my point number two. Have you ever heard the cry of a gull? <laughs> Yeah, They're not particularly the delightful. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> if anything, beaches covered in gulls, I'm like, uh, I think I'd rather the geese. And that is saying something. <laughs> that is saying something. fucking evil. But they sh- don't make much noise, at least. Or swoop down and steal your food right out of your hand. Or poop on your book while you're reading. Oh, I'm so sorry, Rachel. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Wow, that hurts. <laughs> Anyways, gulls... Kind of suck, as, like, Finding Nemo has covered. But, <laughs> you know, I don't understand this whole thing. I feel like they should talking either. Ha- Maybe they've got different gulls. Although, no, I've been on a beach in England. Those gulls also suck. I cannot help you answer this question, because I agree. Yeah, I don't know. But the sea. <laughs> this is also yeah. a thing I don't understand. But maybe that's just because I live, like, right near the ocean. I'm like, yeah, it's just there. Yeah, my, my beach vacation this year got canceled, so I feel the sea longing. <laughs> but I feel like Tolkien, who lived on a fucking island, wouldn't feel that, you know? Like, it's just there. Hey, he can use his imagination. I mean, at this point, I would actually fucking sell my soul to go lie on the beach for five hours. <laughs> but, there you go. Yeah. But it's just not worth the journey. Anyway, yeah, so Legolas is like, I feel the longing for the sea, and Gimli, the best boyfriend, is... Immediately like, uh, no, no, do not go running off to the West yet. We still have lots to see together. Yeah, they have made post-war plans. Yeah. Bitch. Um, yeah, Mary and Pippin, um, both agree. This is when Mary speaks. <laughs> oh. Uh, and then they ask for the story of how they came to be at the battle. Uh, Gimli doesn't want to talk about it because he's ashamed of how afraid he was underground. Uh, but like, I think he's still just afraid of it and like is saying, oh, yeah, I'm totally ashamed of how afraid I was. But actually, I'm still just afraid. And let's not bring this up. I mean, probably <laughs> six and one half dozen the other, maybe. Yep. Um. Yeah. So we knew the bit about recruiting the army of the dead and so on. But uh, after all that, they rode off to uh, Lynn here, which is to the south, kind of almost at the sea. Uh, the people in the area were fighting the southern corsairs who were coming to join the siege on Minas Tirith. Uh, Legolas decides to dramatically recite a poem about how beautiful the fields of Lebanon are, but uh, they were dark and gray then while they were, you know, 
over there, um, which I still I can't tell if the line was metaphorical or literal. It was really I'm, confusing. Hmm. Was this this was before the day with no dawn, right? Yes. On the river when that happened. So it wouldn't have been that. Right. And that's it. I was like, where is it like, yeah, right. were they feeling metaphorically dark and just not appreciating the fields? Had they been like, I, I, it didn't sound like they'd been raised because then they talk about how they ran with no heed of grass mm-hmm. or flowers. Well, maybe um, like not knowing if it's metaphor or not metaphor is like the true definition of an elf. You that's- know, like... <laughs> actually legit that's shockingly (laughs) profound (laughs) yeah anyway it didn't matter that doesn't matter at all but they do come to the end of the anduin where it starts to open up into the sea and legolas hears the gulls for the first time uh and he also comments that the lady presumably galadriel because there's no other lady um had told him (laughs) to beware them which i tried to look up and could not find evidence of it ever happening so uh deus ex galadriel no, Galadriel does give him a warning about how once he got a... I forget exactly she? how she words Where? it. Where? The only fucking time they meet. Yeah, I um, went back and read it, and I guess maybe I couldn't read, but... But she does, like, warn him how once he gets, like, a whiff of the sea, he's going to be all about that shit. If thou hearest the cry of the gull on the shore, thy heart shall then rest in the for- forest no more. Where was that? I don't know. I Googled it. Okay. <laughs> I probably should have just Googled it, but I was... Reading without my device. Did she send a letter? No. Maybe? I don't know. I don't remember that. Okay. Uh, I. Either way, this is... Galadriel's warning to to Legolas is delivered by Gandalf in Fangorn. Oh, so she sends a message. Okay. Okay. That would be why I cannot find it while looking at Fellowship. Okay. But it is like, um, like a little poem. Legolas Greenleaf, long under tree, enjoy thou hast lived, beware of the sea. If thou hearest the cry of the gull on the shore, thy heart shall then rest in the forest no more. That's very ominous. It's a good thing he wasn't standing on the shore. <laughs> He'd pull an amroth and just jump in the sea. Yeah. <laughs> or like a river. What kind yeah. of shore are we talking about, Galadriel? Be I more mean, specific. I don't, I don't think we've ever heard any elf suffering like from a longing for the river. <laughs> a nice pond. <laughs> yeah. We also don't know of any elves that are friends with dwarves, so I'm just saying Legolas is a trailblazer. That's fair. We that's shouldn't fair. Risk it. We also okay. What I actually think would be hilarious if there was like lakes as big as the Great Lakes there, and and some poor elf just got confused <laughs> <laughs> and started sailing across it, uh, <laughs> and like just found more on the other side. Like, like it's Valinor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, oh. that's Michigan. <laughs> I like that you all just assumed the elves originated in Canada. <laughs> Well, also from from Illinois, you can sail to Michigan. So oh. <laughs> there's more than one Great Lake. Mostly, I Michigan kind of figured that on many but of most them. of them, whatever most whatever Great Lake that... you picture, you can end up at Michigan from. Yep, <laughs> that's fair. Matter. That's fair. Yeah, I just like the north side of most of the lakes is in one country, and the south side is in another. Most of them. Weird. I mean, I almost joked that Valinor is Canada, which would be a little too real for right now. Let me get in a boat and uh, try to oh, sail especially away. Especially not the area with the Great Lakes. You don't want that area of Canada. No, sir. <laughs> Anyways, um, carry on. Keep, yeah. Keep going. Keep well, going, thanks keep going. for finding that because, yes. Um, so, yeah, they came uh, there upon the main evil fleet and uh, it's ghost army time. They just sort of sweep on over and take them all out and 
send the enemy jumping overboard out of fear and left them to you know either drown or try to run away back south on foot super cool uh love they it. also free all the slaves on the ships which you know is nice yeah yeah um you know while you're sending your undead army don't kill the slaves um hmm? nothing it's true okay. carry on yeah uh anyway legolas and gimli uh both show their crushes on aragorn uh <laughs> taking a couple paragraphs to talk about how awesome and kingly he is <laughs> uh yeah uh aragorn set free the ghost army and then they got ready to sail on to Minas Tirith. uh it was uh slow going because they were trying to row up river but then a fortuitous wind happened so you know yay magic wind aka forces of good trying to steer the tide or whatever yeah, so this is one bit that I think I did like better in the movies. It makes so much more sense to bring your ghost army with you to the real battle. Yeah. And not, thanks for the ships, bros. See you later. Yeah, yeah like, I know you took out a huge bit of, like it, like, it was the double purpose of the Corsairs were supposed to, you know, come and assail, but also prevent reinforcements from the South coming. Mm-hmm. So taking them out was, like, a big turn. But yeah, man. It, bring them to be- fight some Oliphants. Yeah, the... The sweeping of the ghosts through the big battle in the movie was very dramatic. And I guess that's replaced by like the sweeping of Aragorn is supposed to be dramatic, which I, I guess kind of works in a book. But it does sort of sound like he showed up with 20 people and won the it battle. <laughs> 20 very tired people because they spent the whole time rowing upstream. Yeah. Well. Yep. No, the slaves a- rowed. Yeah, I was just no going to say yeah. the, um, the prisoners with jobs. There's a line <laughs> prisoners that says, with jobs. the freemen rode. Like, the freemen oh, so who freed- are also still trapped on a boat. So I was going to say, you freed them, but uh, you but still then you made them keep working. sat them uh, down questions. at those oars, huh? Are they going to be compensated for that? Prisoners I with jobs. Hard to say. Yep. Have my doubts. Do they ever talk about money in any of these books ever? Not? Besides Lobelia Sackville Baggins, who we know is greedy. But that's even with her. We you only hear about the spoons. You hear about yeah. treasure a lot, but not so much. What is the form of money. commerce that runs Middle Earth? I know we had this discussion. I think like in the Silmarillion, but it might have been in the Hobbit. I don't remember. What is the economy? I think we've had it in all of them. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. we you don't ever really hear about money at all. You just you or just sort of hear about or... class. Yeah. Well, you do hear about jobs because Sam works for Frodo, mm-hmm. or but doesn't for get the paid. Bidences. I assume he gets paid. With what? Uh, I don't With know. what? Butter? Beer? <laughs> Both would probably be acceptable yeah. to Sam. <laughs> probably. Ugh. Yeah. Well, I should say we hear a lot about professions. We don't hear a lot about jobs. Well, because people who have jobs obviously can't go on adventures. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. So we hear about the other folk. Yep. Anyway, it's also noted that these were like Gondorians that were taken captive mostly. So maybe... Their payment they maybe was, also hey, to go home. take us, yeah, go, like you can go home and also we're going to like make sure your kingdom isn't on fire. It still seems just a little shifty. No, it yeah. is. Nope. Yeah. It's like one of those cool. questions you just don't ask. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, at this point, uh, they pause to wonder what's being discussed by the kings and conference below, which um, is a nice, you know, transition point. Good segue, Tolkien. Yeah, he's better <laughs> at it than us. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Imrahil and Amor went to go meet with Aragorn and Gandalf, and they're immediately greeted by Gandalf saying, 
Yo, I know Denethor went a little crazy at the end, but he didn't lie when he said Sauron has a huge ass army that can't be defeated. I did Cheerful. enjoy that bit. <laughs> it's like maybe Denethor was insane, but also maybe he had a point. Yeah. Uh, Gandalf then further dramatically states that prudence would counsel you to strengthen such strong places as you have and there await the onset for so shall the time before your end be made a little longer uh at which point Imrahil is just like really you want us to just sit here like no uh and Gandalf is like ha, 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 no that would be prudent but we're not gonna be prudent YOLO do you think Gandalf only lives once <laughs> Because I mean, he, actually, historically he speaking, well, no. I know, <laughs> yeah, no. I was gonna say. <laughs> what have we been reading? Yolt. <laughs> Yolt. Yolt. <laughs> okay, carry on. <laughs> anyway, it was super funny because yeah, Gandalf's like, yeah, they're gonna kill us all, but um, that's what we want. Let's go die young in a place of glory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just read ahead in your notes and see that we had the exact same thought regarding one <laughs> yeah. dark lord. All right, uh, so yeah, we're gonna we're just gonna go rush through to it because it's important. Uh, so yeah, everything hinges upon the ring at this point. Uh, if the ring is destroyed, Sauron will fall and become only a spirit, never again able to take shape. Uh, but Gandalf again switches gears and ruins the moment by saying, "Other evils there are that may come, for Sauron is himself but a servant or emissary." And we all know what that means. Say it, Caitlin. Dark Lord Tom Bombadil. Yes. <laughs> Gandalf was very much like, "We have to rid the evil that we have here, but that may just make way for a new evil to come in the future." And it was like, "Yes." Yep, Tom is working through you, Gandalf. <laughs> he is coming. Yeah. <laughs> His time is almost nigh. I am so sad that we don't get a fourth age series about evil Lord Tom Bombadil. I mean, you could look in fanfic. There might be one. This is not an uncommon thought. We could pay Amazon millions of dollars. How? I have four. Just make them develop. <laughs> you have four <laughs> of the dollars. <laughs> I probably thought, could scrounge I genuinely, up another four. for a second, thought you were saying you had four million. And I was like, <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Extremely no. Four million Sims dollars, maybe. Yes, I have mother load and I know how to use it. <laughs> I have six million bells in my Animal Crossing hey, game. I'm there you sure go. I can help us out somehow. <laughs> yeah. It's all about the, those turnips. <laughs> um. So anyway, uh, Dark Lord Tom Bombadil is not here yet. Sauron is, uh, and Sauron does know where he knows that the ring is found, but doesn't know where it is yet. Uh, and bonus points: Aragorn taunted the shit out of him with the Palantir. So uh, basically, Sauron is watching them closely, sort of studying the signs. We've had the sword reforged. They had lucky wind, and they killed the Witch King. So you know, that's a lot of a lot of signs. Uh, he's feeling some doubt and keeping his eye fixed on them. I did like when they bring up how Aragorn taunted him and Aragorn's like, yeah, if I realized quite how soon he was going to attack after that, I maybe would have waited a day or two. Yeah. Sorry, Minas <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was a little funny. You know, it worked in the end, I guess. Mostly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For everyone except Theoden. <gasps> but yeah, so um, that's, that's their plan, basically. Keep Sauron's focus at all costs. March on Mordor, let Sauron think Aragorn is 
extending himself too soon. Um, you know, that he is super confident because he has the ring, you know, trick Sauron into thinking that. And they're going to basically walk right into the trap that Sauron will surely set for them. For photo times. Woo. Yeah. Uh, Aragorn is right happy that Gandalf has made this decision. He didn't really care what the decision was, I don't think. It's just been made. <laughs> yep. uh, he's well, like, he yep. knows Aragorn, so. Yeah, I will gladly walk into doom. I didn't have to make a choice. <laughs> Actually, I can feel that. I can get with that one. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, he, he also, he doesn't want to force anyone else to make that choice. Um, but uh, Immerhill and Amr are both in to, for this uh, suicide mission, um, as is Elra here, who I forgot was there for a while because he didn't talk until then. But, um, you know, it's like, you're like, oh, you know, you're an elf. You could be, you know, following that sea call and going away. But instead, you're going to, you know, ride into a death trap. So he really wants to fight Sauron. <laughs> it's important. Yeah. Yep. Um, he's like, dad did it. It's my turn. <laughs> yeah. I mean, exactly like that. That's how it happened. Yep. Um. Imrahil does point out that even if they're going on this suicide mission that, you know, is like the final move in the battle, they uh, shouldn't leave Gondor totally undefended, um, which, you know, fair. Uh, this isn't really a problem, though, because they don't actually need a full army because, you know, they're not actually trying to win. They just need it to look like they're actually committing. Um <laughs> Uh, also, bonus points, the Southerners are going to be showing up any day now, now that, you know, they're not under attack by Corsairs. Uh, Imrahil adds another thing to the list, say, you know, saying that the uh, gate is destroyed and there's no one with skill to rebuild it. Now he's just making lots of excuses. Um, I think he's just sad about how destroyed the city is. I don't think he was saying we can't do this because of the gate. I think he was like, oh, fuck the gate, <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah, he's like, oh, God, all these things. Um, Again, one day being steward. (laughs) One day. He's like, fuck this shit. I'm out of here. Yeah. Um, Let me go back to Dol Amroth with my secret horde of elves. This must be why he's so like, oh, yeah, I totally recognize Aragorn as king. He's very king. Don't worry Mm -hmm. about it. I support him as king. Please, God, be king. Peace out, bitches. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Uh, Aragorn then points out that, you know, Gimli can bring dwarves to fix these eventually, but, um, you know, we also have a nice time for a good, uh, meaningful comment about men are better than gates and no gate will endure against our enemy if men desert it. I don't know if I agree with that one, but carry on. I mean, both is good. I just mean, like, if you've got a big opening and you got some people standing there, they're much more easily killed than, like, a solid wood yeah. Door. Like, you know, you're not going to need to bust out Grand to break <laughs> through some a couple men. <laughs> you, you can just get a sword for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Some combo would be probably <laughs> ideal. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But ultimately, uh, 7,000 people will march on the Black Gate, uh, 6,000 on foot, and 1,000 on horses. Emrahil has one more comment to make saying it's kind of ridiculous bringing only 7,000 against Sauron and will Sauron not just like smile and crush them like a fly with just like not even all his strength. Um, But no, because so many major pieces are on the board and will be there. So Sauron won't hold back. Uh, Aragorn then uh, states that, you know, they won't smile either for it's the last move of the game one way or another. 
Uh, and at that so point, dark. the the melodramatic bastard pulls out his sword and declares that it shall not be sheathed again until the last battle is fought. How impractical was that? Right? Like, how like, are you Aragorn, carrying you that ride on all your the way horse? There. <laughs> how are you going to, like, not cut yourself or your horse? I think, I Come think, on. I think he's just adopted the whole elf metaphor thing. Because remember, he was, he was raised in Rivendell, you know? So I mean, dramatic. I guess I can only hope so, because otherwise, like, Aragorn, honey... Like, Put it or down. What's gonna happen is he's gonna like approach his horse with sword in hand and be like, "Oh, uh, uh, oh, fuck!" and <laughs> put his sword into the sheath. My assumption was he'd make a page carry it the whole way there, or one a of steward. one of the freed slaves, yeah, <laughs> a squire, <laughs> one of the prisoners with jobs. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good line, but literally, it makes more sense when you don't think about the fact they have to travel hundreds of miles. I think it's hundreds. I actually have no idea. We're Googling it. Yeah. How far from Ministera to the Black Gate? Yeah, everything is measured in days. I have no idea. Come cool. on, people. Why haven't people done this math for me? Mileage in Middle Earth. This seems like a good... Remember that one chapter where we had three different units of measurement? Yep. Yep. Wow. See, and this is like Edoras to Helm's Deep, Isengard to Helm's Deep, Hobbiton to the Grey Havens, Hobbiton to Erebor, Durin's Gate to Lothlorien. No Ministera to... Hmm. Yeah, nope. Come on, guys. All right, I have no explanation. Sorry. It seems like it might be 50 miles, but they're just guessing based on the map. How do you... I have absolutely no concept of miles. How long... How many miles can you walk in a day? Uh, 20? It takes like 20 minutes to walk a mile, but you get slower every time. Mm -hmm. And that's assuming you're walking at a pace. Right. Yeah. Okay. The... Internet says 20 to 30. 20 to 30 miles in a day or 20 to 30 miles to the Black Gate? <laughs> no, no, in a in a, a person walking in a day. Okay, just checking. <laughs> so it would take them about two days because they've got all those people on foot. Mm-hmm. God, they do, don't they? Couldn't even yeah. spare them horses. And this says it's in eight hours a day, so I don't know exactly how like motivated we're talking. but Yeah, at a certain point, you got to sit down because you're really tired. Also, you're wearing armor. So anyway, yeah, like two days maybe. Three days? Hard to say. We will assume the soldiers they bring with them are physically fit. Yeah. Anyway, Aragorn definitely goes the whole way, just holding the sword aloft. Yes, unsheathed. He is a danger to himself and others. Just like sparkling in the sun with the banner over (laughs) there that you can actually see now. Any other thoughts about the chapter? No, it was short. Yeah, it was short. It was... was short because it was going over things for the most part. We like sort of already... Like this was... A pause between two events. Yeah, it was like the first half was like, how did we get from there to here? And now, and then the second half is like, and now how do we get from here to there? And yeah. now we're going to go there. And now they're going to do it. So we get to live through that again. But it's only one more chapter till we're back with Frodo. <laughs> You're going to be so happy. I am going to be so happy. Not that I don't enjoy Mary and Pippin and the boyfriends and our indecisive king. But you know how I love Frodo. I, I do. It's true. Everyone knows. <laughs> That's fair, I guess. Okay. So next time we are reading uh, The Return of the King, book five, chapter... Ten. Ten. Uh, the Black Gate Opens. I'm sure it's fine. Everything's fine. I will say the one and only other time that we've seen The Black Gate, it was very firmly closed, except for then it did open. And then closed so, again. <laughs> I actually don't. That takes away some of the big deal here. Anyways, 
I've had like one glass of wine. So thank you all for listening. If you wish to support our show in a monetary manner, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash so you want to read Tolkien. If you wish to support us in a non-monetary way, we always enjoy reviews and ratings on your podcast listening platform of choice. Uh, we also appreciate reaching out to us on Twitter at ToReadTolkien, or you can always email us at WantToReadTolkien at gmail.com. And I believe that is that. I have been a Caitlin. I've been Rachel. I've been Emmy. And we will see you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>Did I ever tell you about the time that I bought a Keyblade and then handed it in as a project and told somebody I made it and got a really good mark on it? No. Yeah, that's a thing that I did. Amazing. <laughs> wow. Prop class. All right. I was not good at it, so I cheated. And, uh, like, I tell this story to people so that they understand how I experience the world <laughs> so me and two friends were on the beach and I was reading a book and they were like we're gonna go swim and I was like I'm really into my book so they went to swim for a while I genuinely don't know how long and then they came back and they were like what happened and I was like what and they gestured behind me and there was an ambulance behind me and I was like <laughs> Oh, that must have come up without the siren on because I didn't hear anything. And they were like, no, no, no. We heard the siren out in the ocean. <laughs>